Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Chapter 11 After Jesus had finished instructing his twelve disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in the towns of Galilee. When John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask him, Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? Jesus replied, Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. As John's disciples were leaving, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No, those who wear fine clothes are in king's palaces. Then what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written, I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. Truly I tell you, among those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet, whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been subjected to violence, and violent people have been raiding it. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John, and if you are willing to accept it, he is the Elijah who was to come. Whoever has ears, let them hear. So what can I compare this generation They are like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling out to others. We played the pipe for you and you did not dance. We sang a dirge and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking and they say he has a demon. The son of man came eating and drinking and they say here is a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is proved right by her deeds. Then Jesus began to denounce the towns in which most of his miracles had been performed, because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I tell you, it will be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon on the Day of Judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, will be lifted. Will you be lifted to the heavens? No, you will go down to Hades, for if the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Sodom, it would have remained to this day. But I tell you that it will be more bearable for Sodom on the day of judgment than for you. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father, No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When the builder rubs his chin and says, this is going to take a lot longer than you thought, 
you wonder whether you've called the wrong tradesman. That's what John the Baptist was going through. He was expecting an extreme makeover with instant results and he was getting, well, something else. This, my friends, is the perfect illustration of the theology of the now and the not yet of the kingdom. What John wanted and what people always want from God is an instant assertion of God's transforming greatness upon the situation. Ripping out all that was wrong, whacking it in the skip, then in the same weekend an unveiling of a glamorously upgraded house of our dreams in its place. Like leaving our job as a cleaner to be appointed the next day as a non-exec director of Dettol. But God doesn't do it like that, much to John's befuddlement. Of course, the reason God doesn't do it like that, the reason Jesus didn't just clap his hands and release an instant makeover of the world, is that people get hurt that way and people get proud that way. Instead, painstakingly and persistently, Jesus brings a chance at transformation for people. Piece by piece, the kingdom comes. A leper, who would have been out in the skip, can have glimmering skin instead. A blind man and a bleeding woman and some poor overlooked people get to experience the kingdom transformation in their lives. So do some tax collectors and very bad people, who would certainly have been ripped out if the transformation had been instant. But not all people get the transformation. As was always expected, some will indeed be removed and sent away. Just not yet. Not yet. And not at all if they choose repentance and take on the yoke of Christ. We live in the age of invitation. The age where Jesus approaches people full of bad intent. And rather than ripping them straight out, he rubs his chin and says, well, this is going to take a lot longer than you thought. Here's a question for reflection. What is Jesus doing in your life that is taking longer than you would have thought? Why do you think that is? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.